0: Loan officers, join the Mortgage Calculator as an MLO for unlimited mortgage leads and up to 250 BPS compensation.
1: Welcome, everyone. My name is Kyle Hershey. I'm the CEO of the Mortgage Calculator, joined here by our president, Nick Hershey, and our sales manager, Jose Gonzalez. We are a non-QM lender, and, well, we're a correspondent lender that specializes in non-QM loans. We also do conventional FHA, VA, USDA, and all kinds of loans out there. Now, every Tuesday and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, we do our loan officer training series, which is what we're doing tonight. Now, two nights ago, we did part one of this training, which was essentially on fixed rate second mortgages. So, we're not talking about HE locks, we're talking about HE loans. So, Jose went through a presentation. Jose, maybe you could recap a little bit on the presentation from yesterday and then uh, go ahead and go into part two of the training. So Jose Gonzalez, our sales manager, has 27 years of experience as a loan officer and a realtor. So we will let him
0: take it away here on fixed rate second mortgages. All right. Good evening or good afternoon, everybody, depending what part of the country you're in. Thank you for joining us for part two of our training on He Loans. So touching base a little bit on what we're talking about here to bring everybody up to speed. Like as Kyle mentioned, a HE loan home equity loan is different than a home equity line of credit in that a HE loan is a closed and second mortgage has a fixed rate and it has a fixed amortization. The payment will not change depending on your balance. Whereas a HE lock is an open-ended second mortgage and the payment will change depending on your balance and obviously depending on the rate if it ends up being an adjustable rate loan, which is why they are open-ended, so that the payment can't change as the interest rate does change. One of the biggest things to note between the HELOC and the HE loan is that in the HE loan, we can use bank statements to qualify the borrower, and we can do investment properties. HELOCs do not allow us to use bank statements as income to qualify the borrower. We also have some other options using P&L, uh, using 1099s. So those are going to vary the rate a little bit, obviously, but the, the concept is still the same, alternative documentation that can be used to qualify the borrower some of these options do allow us to do investment properties as well as primary or second homes they're not all the same so keep in mind we do have multiple options do not assume that what you can do with one option is possible with all the others what we are stressing here in this training is more the mindset on how you do the analysis how you prepare the analysis so that you can you know properly convey The message to the borrower, because usually the biggest thing for the borrowers to consider here is, do I uh, get rid of my nice low rate that I have on the first mortgage that maybe they got, they obtained that loan prior to uh, January of 2022? You know, when the rates were nice and low, that is when we start when our rates did start inching up, which was in January of 2022. Prior to that, as you all know, I mean, we were closing DSCR loans at 3% on a purchase, right? You couldn't touch that now, uh, which explains why some of these borrowers may be hesitant uh, to uh, finance out of a nice low rate on a first. Something else to note, like I was stating, that not all options are the same. Again, all the guidelines are going to be different. These are not uh, QM loans like Fannie or Freddie, FHA or USDA or VA, where they're going to have the same guidelines. These guidelines do change depending on who they are selling the loan to. So option A May accept a 640 minimum credit score and use the uh, like ICO8, whereas option B is going to do more of the traditional three trade lines reporting for at least 12 months or two trade lines for 24 months with a minimum 660 credit score. So you do have to size up your deal independently, you know, don't assume anything. But then when you are getting to the part of where analyzing the structure that's where uh, the tools come into play, the, especially the blended rate analyzer, right? That, that's what's going to determine what you can do. But another thing to note, like I was mentioning uh, regarding guidelines then, is that, for example, the one option that may allow us to use W, excuse me, P&Ls, and 1099s that option is for primary and second homes only versus the option that allow, you know that allows us to go with investment property with bank statements one of our favorite options is obviously for investment properties with bank statements so it's not for primary and second homes only so you're going to size up your deals differently you're going to get different rates for the for the second mortgages depending on The credit parameters, the income parameters, the occupancy parameters, you know, all of those things that normally come into play with a loan. So, again, do not assume because you know what happens when you assume, right? So, you definitely do not want to assume about anything. So, wanted to share with you a little bit then on the blended rate analysis. Got a few slides to share here with you. But, again, remember, this is not... A the only options here. I'm just putting some options here just so I could have some examples to discuss when we go into the blended rate analysis. So, to get to the blended rate analysis, I have the URL here blendedrate.com. You know, you go in there, and now obviously, before you go in there, you will want to have already have your rate. For the second mortgage, depending on the type of option that you are considering, you also want to have the rate for the prospective new first mortgage that you, that you would be obtaining should the borrower decide that they're going to go one way or the other. The only way is to, you know. Give them the right analysis there. So you're going to have to have both situations, A and B, and then we'll have our handy-dandy blended rate analyzer, and it'll tell us exactly how much the customer will be saving. So one, one thing to really know when you are making this analysis is you need to determine what the borrower's objective is to see if their need outweighs any type of interest rate considerations. Like if somebody needs that money for like a life or death situation, then that may, not, that may not be one where they're really going to care on the interest rate on the first, if they potentially may be getting more money that way. So, you know, just size up the whole deal, see how they're going to get the most money, see what they're, objective is because the need that they may have for the money may outweigh the extra costs that they're going to, to have if they choose to go refinancing the first mortgage. So let me give you some examples here. And in, in our first example, Here we have a full dock, and now we're assuming have a nice low rate, right? They all say they have 2.5% on that first, right? (laughs) Whether they do or they don't, we're going to have to believe them that they do. So we're going to assume that our borrower has interest rate of 2.5. They don't really want to refinance that first. Uh, If they were to to refinance, they'd be at a 70%. LTV, or we have a 70% LTV. We have a $250,000 first loan, property worth 500 grand, and they're looking to get $100,000. So, in the example that I ran, this is a, a primary 800 FICO score individual. This is the rate that I would obtain, I received for this, for the HELO. So we would be looking at 9.99 as our lowest cost option with a $265 lender credit. And we'd be looking at 9.5% with a cost of roughly 1.7 points on that $100,000 loan. Now keep in mind for this preferred option that we have, the minimum loan amount is $75,000. So again, if you're maybe a HE loan may not be the option for them if they if the loan amount is lower than 75. I do believe on the HELOCs we have a minimum draw of 50,000. But again, you would obviously have to see if your borrower's full doc or if your borrower's bank statement. This example here, our full, our this is our full doc borrower, right? We see what the rates are there. Now, let's look at our blended rate comparison. I don't know if it may be a little bit too small there for you all and on our last example, I will take you to the actual website and and you'll see how it works out live. But here on our two hundred and fifty thousand dollar first loan at two point five percent that's very low, and our hundred thousand dollar he loan at nine point five percent. We are assuming the borrower did decide to buy it down to the lowest option, costing them one point seven points. And then in this example, we're assuming a seven point two five percent conventional loan at seventy percent LTV, right? And which would be you know same loan amount, right? Three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So here you're looking at, real important, the new combined principal and interest payment on our two loans is $1,828.66 at a blended rate of 4.5% versus seven and a quarter for a brand new loan. So you see there's a savings of $558.96 per month. That's quite a bit of money for the borrower who is choosing to go with the he loan as opposed to getting a new first mortgage. Now, you know, should the borrower have a higher rate, you know, then that would, that may not, that may not be a difference. Like if he had a 5.5% rate, I'm assuming then, that we would probably have a blended rate of seven point five, in which case maybe it would be a benefit for them. But in our current structure, which is going to be the structure of a lot of people, you're going to find there's going to be a savings for them. And this is with full doc. Right now, you would think that with bank statement, uh, it wouldn't get much better. But I uh, will show you the difference. Now, this is for a primary again. The primary is lower rates than investment, which I'll show you in a minute. So for the primary, we're looking at 10.125 for the bank statement option as the lowest cost option, again, with 9.5 as the lowest rate option. So going again to our blended calculator here, using... 2.5 2.5 and 9.75 as the rate we figured he didn't you know didn't buy it down all the way to the minimum you would still have a blended rate of 4.571 so you have a savings of $600.29 versus 7.5% rate and mind you this is at a 70% ltv which is why you're getting such nice, amazing rates on the bank statement option. But, you know, as you all know, should that uh, TV go up a little bit higher to 75 or 80, you would be definitely looking at a little bit higher rate. And even then, we have a savings of $600.29. So our third option this would be on an investment property. Now look at how much higher the rate gets on the investment property. But remember, you're gonna get savings regardless because the same rate that's higher on the second mortgage will be higher on the first mortgage. So for this example here, I'm going to go to the blended rate calculator and let me bring it over into this screen right here so you all can see it. Now this is from blendedrate.com. So I already have this example worked out here. Here I'm assuming, you know, let's say that they had a little bit higher rate. Let's not say they had 2.5%. Let's say they had 3.5% for their bank statement uh, loan and an investment property that they obtained before the rate started going up. So the borrower decides he's going to keep that 3.5% first, and he opts for the 11.88% second. And then we're going to assume that he's getting an 8.5% new first mortgage. So there's still a substantial savings there. You're looking at a blended rate of 5.8%. 8.93% with a new payment of 2141.61 versus if they were going to refinance, the new first mortgage would be roughly, and this is a good, uh, this is a very good option. I mean, 8.5 is a low bank state. I mean, this is full dot It's still a low rate for your investment property. And you're still looking at a savings of $549.58. So I mean, we could do this example all night long, and I'm pretty sure this is the way it's going to look if it's a situation that is beneficial to the borrower. But let's say that we change this around a little bit, right? Let's say that the borrower did not have 3.5%. Let's say they did it sometime last year, and they have 6.75% on that first mortgage, what would be our blended rate then, right? If they did that, our blended rate would be 8.216. And at that point, you see the savings would be minimal $50.32 per month. Now, let me tell you one feature, though, uh, other things that you have to consider, not just the blended rate. And let me put this a little bit smaller so Stays in the same screen there. But another thing you would have to consider is how old is the loan? Where are they in the amortization table of that loan? Because if they just got the loan two years ago, that's a different story. But if they got this same loan that's telling you a rate, but it's not telling you an amortization where it is in the amortization table. So you would really have to look that up and see. Because if this loan is seven, eight, or nine years old and you're amortizing, quite a bit more principal than interest than you would at the beginning of the loan, it may still be a better deal for the borrower to get that second mortgage, even if you think they're only saving $50.32 because once you look at the amortization table and you look at year nine and you look at how much principal is being paid to how much interest for this current loan versus a new loan, that is going to add another layer of consideration for this loan to see what's the better option and usually the older loan is is, is going to be a better loan to keep than a brand new loan only if they're going to get substantially more money on the new first mortgage would you really consider a new first mortgage and something else that you have to consider also you may not be aware of this he loan product does not have a prepayment penalty on investment properties versus your bank statement loan. Uh, If it's an investment property, that will most likely have a prepayment penalty. So something else for you to consider when sizing up the deal. That's something that borrowers do take into consideration, especially investors. They like to be nimble. They like to be mobile. And they might not want a new prepayment penalty. Maybe they already have one. It's already beyond year three. They don't have to worry about it anymore. They may not want a new one. So again, you can see how this uh, this example could change when you are taking other variables into consideration. And you could also see all the different ways that you could run this example. Uh, if, for example, this rate was as good as I see in the case in some of these, 135 maybe at a higher LTV, then where would you be in the blended rate? Now, blended rate would be higher than our 8.5. So at that point, again, it's up to the borrower. Where are they in the amortization? Do they want to have the new loan? Do they want to deal with the prepayment penalty on an investment property? And so forth and so on. So different things for you to consider other than just what is the obvious.
1: All right, good stuff. I don't see any questions. I threw the link in the chat there for anybody who wants to check out the tool that Jose's using the blendedrate.com. Definitely cool to check out. Every scenario is going to be different. Let's see, I don't see any questions, Yuka. <clears throat> nope. I don't see That's any cool. questions. So I think we can go ahead and wrap it up, but uh, just make sure to keep this in mind and use it as a tool. Right, That's what this is all about, just like everything else here at The Mortgage Calculator. One of the many tools in our tool belt to approach every situation and every borrower as a consultant and figure out what is best for them in that situation. So, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Remember, we do this 7 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday and Wednesday nights for the Loan Officer Training Series. So tune in every week for different topics. And remember, we do our daily mortgage rates live show at 11 a.m. Eastern time every weekday as well, where we go through the live rates. And then we do a deep dive into a different topic on those as well. So also some training on those on a daily basis. But thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Jose, for the presentation. We hope to see you all next week, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern time for the next episode of the Loan Officer Training Series with the Mortgage Calculator. Have a great night. Thanks, everybody. Thank
0: you, everybody. Loan officers, join the mortgage calculator as an MLO for unlimited mortgage leads and up to 250 BPS compensation.